0: the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it is today that we reflect on this passage that Jesus gives us. I, you know, it's one that really speaks volumes as 20 days that we travel, in the Christian There are certain passages, I think, in the Bible that don't really quite sit well, right? Certain sayings of Jesus that just might not quite sit well for our heart, we don't quite get it. And there are certain passages which might say, I don't know why Jesus says that. Sure, why it goes that, that far. I'm not, sure. I'm not quite sure that it seems fair. I'm not quite sure what it is that he's getting. But it's those passages, I think, and this being one of them, right, It's these passages that I think really kind of shed light into a deeper way into our own hearts, our souls have darkness. Our souls have these dark spots. And as it is that they have these dark spots, it must be uncovered, it has to be given light. There has to be some sort of soul-searching that says, well, why do I have these dark times? And so these uncomfortable sayings of Jesus, when it is that we really think about it, when we really ponder it, when we really pray with it, when it is that we sit here and we think of Jesus sitting next to us as He tells us those stories, then we begin to see the true underlying meaning. When it is that Jesus gives us these sayings that are hard to understand, we ponder think, we pray. What is He getting? What does Jesus say? We know Jesus is all good. We know Jesus is all loving. We know Jesus is all justice. We know Jesus is the one who knows the way and the truth and life. And when we know this. We know that whatever it is that He's saying to us must hold some sort of truth to it that we have to understand and agree with. Here's the story today that Jesus gives us. And as He gives us the story, here is this, this a vineyard owner, and he wants to reap, harvest, uh, reap the harvest that is in his field, he wants to finally harvest uh, the grapes, right, and so what he does is he goes out to the marketplace, which was very common back in the day, where it is that he would gather in the marketplace and these vineyard owners or these owners would come out and they would kind of hire people for the day, as for a job, and they would come back home with enough days' wages to feed their families, to to take care of um, you know, their homes and things like that. Here it is this video yoga who goes out in the morning and he collects these workers. And then he goes out, we we're told, the third hour, three more hours pass by, he goes out and collects more workers. And then the sixth and the ninth, he goes out and collects more workers. And then at the eleventh hour, when there's only an hour of the work day left, he goes out and he collects still even more workers. And he tells him, Go up, go! work in my fields, and I will give you what is owed to you, I will give you what I think is a fair amount, I will give you what it is that that you deserve. So they go. And as it is that they go, as the day ends, right, as it is that they're they're going to receive their payment, here are the people who worked earlier in the morning, right, the first ones that the video owner had collected, and they go to collect their, their payment, and they're thinking, I'm going to get more. Here it is, I've been faithful all day, I've been working in the burning hot sun, I've been toiling and toiling for the past 12 hours. This is what's owed to me. And yet they find out that what they're given is the same amount as the ones who going to work for one hour. Both make a day's wages, even though both didn't work a day's wait. And so, most people, right? Most people, you know when they come to me, there's has been more than a couple, people come up to me and they tell me, Father, this just doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't quite make sense. It just kind of seems unfair. It just kind of seems like, I don't know, I don't know if I agree so much with Jesus when it, when it comes to this particular parable. I don't quite get it. Right? I don't quite get this story. Why would Jesus say that? It doesn't quite seem fit. It doesn't quite seem like it makes sense. It bothers us. It kind of plays with us. Was that really justice? No. But is that really love? The question becomes: is this, when we search deep and deep into our hearts, that dark spots we feel, the reason why we feel so uncomfortable is because that love has not yet been there, right? The love of Christ has not truly entered into our hearts. You know, there's a story that I'm always reminded of when I think of this as this, right? Is that God looks for each and every one of us and loves us dearly, either whether we've been a faithful Christian the entire life, or whether at the last moments of life we decided, when, just when we were about to die, to receive Jesus. There's a story of uh, the 1930s and 40s, right? There was this uh, this gangster who used to work for the mobs, and just about everything bad that you can imagine, you can imagine this guy, right? Just kind of the worst of the worst, sinner in every, every single possible way. Everything you can imagine, this guy was terrible. One day he gets into a shootout, and he dies. But as he's dying here on the floor, as he's taking his last breaths, he knows he was raised a Catholic, and so what does he do? He calls for a priest. In his dying last moment, here is the priest who comes, hears his confession, and he passes away. Now, the week passes by, and as the week passes by, you know, there's headlines, back in that day, everything was a headline. And so there are headlines that they quoted this priest, the priest who heard the profession, they quoted this priest, and they asked him, like, where do you think he's going to go? And they go, you know, possibly purgatory, but more than likely this man was saved. This man has gone to heaven. Headlines were just outrageous. How is it that you, How is it fair? This man goes to heaven. How is it fair that this man, was, who was the worst of the worst, can even be possibly contemplated as being in heaven? The same heaven where St. Francis is, the same heaven you know where St. Thomas is, the same heaven where St. Peter and St. Paul is, the same heaven where Mother Teresa is, how is it possible this man is willing to enter into heaven? It causes an outbreak. It causes a stir. How is it that you can be committed Christians who come to Mass each and every Sunday, really follow Jesus' teachings the best you can, but really kind of, you know, and sometimes for us it feels like we don't want to be Christians. How much more easier is it not to not be a Christian? So much easier to just do as you want, do as you please, to not pray every day, to not follow the commandments, to just do what it is that you feel is right. Right? Whatever it might be. Right? Sin, whatever. Whatever. It's so much easier to just go with the world and not be a Christian. So, how's it fair? This man who's lived his entire life not knowing Jesus is saved at the end, and us who try hard each and every day to live life as good, faithful Christians, have to toil and work, and it's not easy. So everyone, God loves, you. God loves us each individual. Doesn't matter when we come to. Whether we're young and we come to Him, and from an old age when we need Him, or whether at an old age on our deathbed when we need Him, God cares for us each individually and loves us to that infinite degree. And so, when we understand that, when we understand this, we more are getting into the journey of what it means to be a Christian. Now, for us who are faithful Christians, faithful Catholics, each and every day, you know, you do your prayer, you get up in the morning, but it seems like, man, this is this is kind of really tough, right? At the same time, you realize that through prayer, do you feel more grounded and connected to God? Do you feel more love? Do you feel the presence of God in your life? Are you not so anxious? Are you not so, so stressed out? But rather, you feel God in your life? He's at work in your life. Although we go through struggles, although we go through temptations, although we go through these things, when we keep our eyes fixed on the cross, all these things kind of turn into love, and they transform us. One important thing to notice is this. St. Catherine of Siena has said that if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and if he is the way, what does that mean for us for following Jesus? That the way to heaven is heaven. I'll say that again. If Jesus is the way, the way to heaven is heaven. When it is that we are with Jesus, although it is difficult, after a while it becomes like heaven. When it is that we receive Jesus, when it is that we go to with all of our problems or pains or struggles, whatever it is that we're going through in life. When it is that we receive Him, we are receiving heaven. How blessed are we, the way in which we think, how blessed are we to know God and to go with Him. And to walk on this journey of life, although it is difficult, it's going to be difficult. How beautiful is it that we know that we are in the presence of heaven. Our brothers and sisters, believe with this, right? The Christian life is a journey. As the Christian life is a journey, it's difficult. I go hiking so many times throughout the year. One of my favorite hikes is in California. It's called 70, and in, in this hike, I've done it maybe, maybe three or four times, right? But it's a beautiful hike. It's called Four Mile Trail. As you go up Four Mile Trail, there's constant switchbacks, literally four miles up 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 and it goes up about 6 7000 feet in elevation at a certain point the first time i did it i didn't drink enough water i literally almost fainted i told my buddy i was like there's two of you i don't know there's two of you right and so it's really 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 challenging and so here you're going up water right need some water you're kind of perspiring but you don't realize you're perspiring because you're going so far up on the valley it's like 80 degrees up there it's like 40. You just really air starts to feel thin you're going through the journey and the views are breathtaking. Amazing. Problem is, you can't breathe as you're taking at the views, right? It's crazy. But then, when you finally get to the top, I see something very strange. I see a parking. So we could have drove up here. Right? We could have drove up here to get the same view. We could have drove, and I look at my buddy, i like, we could have drove up here, right? Usually I spoke the same line, but that was my first reaction. Are you serious? We could have drove up here, right? Same time, too, is this. You're missing the journey. You're missing the journey. And the only way to make the journey as a Christian is to put in the hard work. Sure, you can go up to the park. There are ways. But you'll be missing the beautiful views along the way. You'll be missing that beautiful relationship that you have with Jesus. Christian life is difficult. Christian life is tough. My brothers and sisters, the journey, each and every day, is worth it when it's done with Jesus' life. Amen?